We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Hey guys, I want to welcome you guys to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. We've got a great episode this week. Before we begin, please hit the subscribe button as well as the notifications bell and be sure to like, comment, and share if you like this episode. And we'll get into this week's sponsor and show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate, private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Now on to the show. So welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as usual, we talk about four different types of freedom. The first is financial, location, time, and emotional freedom. And I always bring guests who are mostly physicians, entrepreneurs, investors who are on the cutting edge, living life as you would dream possible. So today we have Dr. Vanessa Peters, and her bio is she's the founder of VMD Investing. So she's a real estate investor for 12 years in single family homes, commercial retail, apartment communities, short-term self-storage, land, and home parks. So she's invested in over 2,500 units across 15 properties and six funds. She's passionate about helping Busy professionals build wealth through passive income producing real estate that provides attractive returns and a proven roadmap to financial freedom. She has a book called The Busy Professional's Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing, A Physician's Path to Building Wealth, Creating Financial Freedom, and Leaving a Legacy. So she's earned her medical degree at University of Calgary in Canada and in 2002, moved to the U.S. She is a family physician and the chief physician officer for Graybill Medical Group. 
a primary care owned medical group in North San Diego County with 12 locations and 80 plus providers. She's also very involved in her community, is on the board of directors for Interfaith Community Service, a nonprofit that focuses on reducing homelessness in San Diego County. And apart from that, she lives in Escondido with her husband and son and enjoys hiking, traveling, and yoga. And she has a passion for aviation and she's earned her private pilot certificate. So without much ado, Vanessa, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Christopher. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, Noah, we had uh, connected through um, Dr. Mike Wu Ming's mastermind, and you know we talked all about the uh, different businesses that we're starting, all of the different side incomes. And for physicians, you know, real estate is probably number one, um, just because of the so many advantages. So uh, I read your bio, but tell the audience more about yourself. I know you have a lot of different nuances. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah, like it says in my bio, I moved down here to the U.S. right out of residency and uh, started working as a you know primary care physician back in 2002. And I've been doing that now for 20 years. I'm on my 20th year. I can't believe it. And um, and I've, I, I still love medicine and I still want to practice medicine. But about uh, I think it was about five years ago, I had a realization that um, all of the hard work uh, that I had done and being frugal and trying to save as much money as I could wasn't really getting me where I was hoping to get. And that realization came uh, kind of twofold. One was that I had been saving and tracking my net worth for several years and realized that it was a fairly straight line. And that's a good thing. Of course, it was going up. But the the delta between the years of saving was really what I had saved. And so um, the market was going up. I thought I would see more appreciation in my net worth, but it wasn't there. And I uh, kind of tried to map out to where I would be when I got older um, and realized that it wasn't good enough. I needed to find something different. And I inherently knew, you know, we, we've all read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I read it early on in my career. And I had to just kind of put it away. And I wish I hadn't. But for me, the, the lessons from Rich Dad Poor Dad felt like I had to leave medicine and do that. Um, now I realize I could have done both. And back in 2002, uh, you know, I could have purchased a lot more real estate. But in any case, um, I, I had that in the back of my mind that, you know, that's that's where I should be looking. And so I started a deep dive into real estate, learning about it. How can I invest in it? and um, have you know gone through a variety of things to figure out what the best types of investments are for someone like myself who's working. And we can get into that um, a little bit more if you like. But um, the other thing that I realized too was that I was on a vacation with my family and just um, had kind of an epiphany while we were riding bikes around a lake in Minnesota that was just so peaceful and happy. And I had this strange feeling come over me and I realized that it was a feeling of contentment. And it was a strange feeling. And I was like, oh, my God, uh, I didn't realize I didn't have that. Right. And so I decided right then and there to start a mission to find ways of getting more contentment. And that dovetailed very nicely with the idea of increasing my net worth and passive income so that I could be more financially free and able to take more of those uh, times off work and vacation with my family. That's quite an interesting journey. Um, it's it's amazing because um, it's when you talk to physicians and they have this uh, sudden realization that you know they don't have to you know 
do the rat race and they have this feeling of just peace and contentment. It's like almost surreal because they've never experienced that. They're just so used to the, you know, the hustle bustle and then grinding and all the long hours and, you know, all the overnights. So tell us like, did you, did you just focus on real estate or was it like different? What was it about real estate that was appealing to you? Well, um, I did purchase a home in 2008. And so I would say that I had started my real estate journey in 2008, but it was only the one house. And that was because um, a realtor friend of mine had suggested that the area north of uh, San Diego called Riverside County was going to do really well. This, of course, was right uh, after the crash. And so there were a lot of uh, you know homes on the market for fairly low prices. And so I did purchase a house in, um, in Riverside County. But since I purchased fairly early on in the downturn, um, the values went down for the next one and a half to two years. And so I wasn't sure I had made the right decision. Um, at that point, I was busy. Uh, I was you know, getting married, I had a child, and I sort of wasn't sure enough to proceed further down that path, which would have been the perfect time to purchase 20 of those homes. But, you know, you live and learn. And so uh, when I woke up, though, it, with this realization about five years ago, I, I had been tracking the value of this house and I realized it had doubled. And I was like, oh, wow. Yes, that's what I need to do. I need to do more real estate. And of course, I wanted to replicate what I had done. But by this time, um, you know, in I think it was 2018, there, there was there was no deals like that to be found in San Diego County. I couldn't replicate it. So I had to really do a deep dive. I um, came home with a stack of books from the library. My husband thought I was crazy and uh, started reading everything I could about real estate. Reread the Rich Dad, Poor Dad books, Cashflow Quadrant, and also learned about bigger pockets and started scouring the forums and learning how to invest. Um, I got a realtor and I started um, looking at purchasing something here locally. Even if it was a condo, I kept reducing my expectations from this nice big, you know, 2,500 square foot house I bought in Riverside County down to like a 500 square foot condo because the prices had gone up so much. Um, and I kept trying to run the numbers and thank goodness for bigger pockets because they have this calculator, which makes you plug in um, vacancy, CapEx, you know, utilities, taxes, because on the back of the napkin, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this will work. This will work great. Then you add in the condo fees and all these other expenses and it doesn't work anymore. It's negative, <laughs> maybe break even. And so I got real frustrated. And the other thing was that I, um, I found myself extremely distracted at work um, and realized that I really probably shouldn't be trying to purchase real estate myself like in this fashion. So I started going to meetups locally, meeting other um, Southern California investors like, hey, what is everybody doing? Um, of course, what you find at meetups, most people are young and hungry and have a lot of time, but no money. And so they're bootstrapping it. You know, they're ready to get in there and get dirty and do flips and things like that. And I was in a completely different position where I had capital, but I didn't have time. And so um, I, I, I learned that a lot of people at these meetups were purchasing turnkey houses out of state. That seemed to be the thing of the day when I first started looking, um, where someone would purchase a home in Memphis, Tennessee, um, through a turnkey company who had rehabbed it, and they were going to do the property management. And um, that just seemed scary to me. I, didn't, I don't know anything about Memphis. Uh, I don't know anybody there. 
I don't really want to purchase a home. Yeah, they're cheap, but the income per month isn't very much. And um, and and they would pick the tenants, and I just felt that was a risk. Also, the more I read on Bigger Pockets, the more I realized that when a house is empty, it's one hundred percent empty, and you know um, that's that's a problem. This is you know zero percent vacancy, meaning you have to cover the mortgage, and if the roof goes out or the HVAC system goes out, then you might not have profit for a whole year. So I, I didn't want to do that, and I kept looking, and finally found. Um, a little bit more information about real estate syndications. And when I talked to a few people who were knowledgeable in the space, I had trouble finding any information on it at that time. It's gotten a lot more available now, but um, they told me about the returns and the risk profile and the passive nature of it. And I was like, oh, okay, I think I might've found what I'm looking for. So I started investing passively in real estate syndications in Dallas, Texas is where I started with a large apartment building. I was gonna ask you, because you had gone from, single families. And um, I've, uh, I've solely focused on single family. And when I got uh, to a point where it's like, Oh, should I go into um, syndication or passive real estate investing? Um, you know, I was still deciding whether to do something else or, you know, start my company or doing the other thing. So what's the big shift between single family and going like commercial apartment syndications? Well, it depends if you're managing them yourselves. I mean, um, I owned one single family home, so I knew that it was a bit of work and I was lucky that I had great tenants. But um, then I purchased a short-term rental and um, realized that that's a whole heck of a lot of work <laughs> and um, didn't really want to scale that anymore because I could see, first of all, financially, um, you know, sometimes you're limited to purchasing, you know, 10 homes, 10 mortgages, and just, a, you know, it's all scattered. You have to figure out all these things and uh, need to hire help for that. Um, the, the beauty of investing in a syndication is you're diversifying your portfolio. You're very low risk. And um, you can pick and choose different operators to work with, which allows you to spread out your risk. Whereas um, if you're purchasing yourself, typically you would purchase in your own backyard so that you can get to those houses and have a look at them. So those are some of the things I like about syndications. Yeah. And then also for, you know, I guess for some of the um, novice physicians, like they haven't bought their first house or, you know, they're a little bit priced out of what are describe why, uh, like some of the advantages for high income professionals for real estate, as opposed to, you know, starting a business or other investments. Right. Yeah. It depends on how passionate you are and how much time you have. Um, and I know I love the, that you have these four types of freedom because time is really the reason I'm in in this is because I want more time. And so the beauty of investing in a syndication, most of the minimums for these deals are $50,000. So that's not too bad. Um, if you're going to buy a house, especially in a higher priced area, you're going to be putting out much more than that capital-wise. Um, second, as a limited partner in a syndication, you have an ownership. You are percent owner in that deal. It might be a 0.01%, but you're still an owner, which means that you get a share of the depreciation, which is very important because that is one of the benefits in, of investing in real estate. Now, I've, you know, I've heard many people, many smart people say that, you know, the IRS tells you what they want you to do by providing tax incentives and, you know, benefits if you do what they want. And one of those things is investing in real estate, which is why it's so tax beneficial. So as a, a limited partner, you get a portion of the depreciation, which means that you'll, you won't be paying as much tax on the income as you would if you were 
um, doing um, you know, stock market investing, for example, and having capital gains or lending money and getting a complete uh, 1099 interest. So you're having to pay ordinary income taxes. So there's the depreciation. And of course, there's income from real estate, which is great. And then equity, um, you know, most of the deals are in an area that might be appreciating naturally, but it's really important to note that they're forcing appreciation by doing improvements. And so you buy an apartment building that's, you know, a little older and needs new kitchens, countertops, floors, um, you know, they, they, they spruce it up and then they can charge more for rent, increase the income, and then eventually, eventually sell it. And, um, and of course, leverage is very important with real estate as well, because um, you can just make so much more when you're able to borrow uh, for some of that instead of paying upfront cash for everything. Yeah, I love that. Passive real estate allows you fractional ownership. You know, it's the diversified spread your risk. Um, you get leverage, depreciation tax. So that's that's wonderful. So um, tell us about um, more about your company and, and what you do. I know you have, I know a lot of physicians may be interested in working with you and uh, contacting you. Yeah, so I started out uh, as a passive investor and it, it wasn't much uh, long after that that I became completely hooked because once I started getting some checks in the mail, which was an 8% preferred return, it was like, oh, light bulb went off and uh, <laughs> I moved as much money as I could from my 401k through my work. Um, you know, I had some rollover money. So if you have a 401k through your current employer, um, you can't access the money that is from that you know, job until you leave that job. But say you had another job before, or if you have an IRA, you can actually take that money and put it into a self-directed retirement plan, like a self-directed 401k and, um, and invest that in real estate. So I did that and I had some extra capital and I had a bonus and I put all of it into real estate. And so within about six months, I had about five deals and uh, that might seem fast, but I just I just had a feeling. I was like, this is it. This is what I need to do. And I had been searching for a while. So I was pretty confident in it. And um, I really enjoyed it. And I joined a team uh, where I was mentored on syndications, how to do syndications, all the background stuff that you need to do. And uh, so I joined a team. It was great because it was low risk. I mean, a lot of the um, a lot of the mentorships and teams that you can join now, um, they do require um, you to put in a lot of capital to start um, to get the the um, coach. And then also you're expected to hold, to, to bring a certain amount of money to a deal and things like that. This was really low risk and low pressure. So the first deal, I actually brought two people and they were colleagues. And so me and two other people invested in the deal. So it was 150K we brought in, not much, but that was okay. That was how I got started. And so um, since then I've written my book and I've done plenty of podcasts and just really word of mouth. I don't do hard, I don't do any advertising. Um, I've just amassed a group of investors who I notify when I'm joining up with an operator on a new deal. And since I am still working full time, at, uh, as a physician, I, I I do like to partner with other operators. I don't have time to find deals and underwrite them and manage them, but just, and I'm also living in San Diego. So that obviously doesn't work because nobody really invests here. It's way too expensive. So I partner with trusted people that I know that I've invested personally with. And uh, when I have a great opportunity, I can provide that to my investors. Now, um, I do like to diversify 
my uh, assets. I, you know, I have a pie chart where I keep track of my asset allocation. And um, initially, when I first started investing, the opportunities that were provided through that group were pretty much all in Dallas, Texas, um, which is a great market. But after you have five or six deals in Dallas, Texas, it, I realized I need to kind of get out of the box and do some other things. And so I um, developed relationships with some other operators. Um, so now I have assets in Florida, in Dallas, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Phoenix. Um, so those are kind of the main areas and also different um, niches. So not just multifamily apartment buildings, but also mobile home parks, self-storage facilities, and, um, and land, land entitlement and build for rent subdivisions, which are single family homes that are built just for rentals. And so I think it's really important to, to spread out your risk geographically and also asset classes and also operators so that if anything goes wrong, you don't have all your money in one in one bucket, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful journey how you scaled and then you start from single family to passive and now you're doing syndications. And um, so, and I know you mentioned a lot of resources and I know you mentioned Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you mentioned the Bigger Pockets podcast and what are some other resources that helped you? You mentioned some coaching and mentorship. Yeah, um, the, yeah, the the coaching was was great to teach me the underpinnings of syndications. If you're interested in multifamily syndications, Joe Fairless, who is um, a partner of Ashcroft Capital, and that's who I originally invested with um, when I was first started my uh, my my kind of general partner journey. Um, he has a great book. It's a big red book. I think it's called the Apartment Book or something like that. Um, that really goes through everything. It's pretty detailed. It's meant for people who want to do syndications. If you want to dive in like that, then that's a great op option. My book is much shorter and it's more as a primer, just about here's the high level, uh, why I love syndications and also the benefits and some of the terminology and the numbers and how it works. Because, um, you know, for example, commercial properties, uh, the value is determined based on their income, not on how the other houses around them are doing or the other apartments around them are doing. Like residential is all based on comparables and um, commercial properties are based on income, which is completely different, which is, which is really the ticket to making good money in syndications is by increasing that net operating income, that NOI, and then <clears throat> really driving value to your to your buildings. Yeah, I mean, other options, there's great podcasts out there for uh, for real estate. And there's many people who are coaches, but um, it depends on what your goals are. I really um, focus uh, on my in my book too, on like making sure that you keep track of your why. Like, what is it that you're really trying to do? It's easy to get shiny objects syndrome and be like, oh, I'm going to go take a course in self-storage and then I'm going to become an operator and do this and this. <clears throat> or do you really want to have more time so that you can be with your family or do hobbies that you enjoy or go to three days a week at your work or something like that, because those are completely different. And another thing that's really important is to keep track of maybe what your long-term goals are. For example, um, my long-term goal is not to become a real estate syndicator because while I will always invest in real estate, um, <clears throat> I don't want to switch from being a position to being a full-time syndicator and having a brand new job, uh, a new job where I'm not as skilled as other people. I'm not as young as other people. I have experience, but you know, um, there, will, there are people out there that are much better than me. And so I prefer to stick to my wheelhouse, which is medicine. I'm good at that. And then I earn money and then I can invest it. And then I can repeat, do it again and again and again until I'm financially free. And then I can just jump off the treadmill and just sit back with my assets and the passive income that comes from that. Yeah, I, I love that. Just stick to your, you know, stick to your trail 
Um, you know, don't worry about what other people are doing. Uh, I love that mindset. So, and uh, yeah, we've had a great conversation and how can folks get in contact with you and reach out to you? Um, so yeah, you can reach out to me. Um, my website is vmdinvesting.com and my email address is Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A at vmdinvesting.com. Um, and I'm happy to chat with folks. I have a calendar link if you want to pop on and we can chat about your goals. Um, I do have an opportunity for you to pick up a free roadmap to financial freedom. Um, and it's a spreadsheet that you can access and it allows you to plug in how much you want to invest per year. And if you reinvest all of your dividends, <clears throat> where you'll be at with your passive income over time. And that is my, my website slash roadmap. So vmdinvesting.com slash roadmap. And so I would look forward to hearing from anybody. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Thanks so much. And we look forward to having you on future episodes. Thank you, Christopher. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. What a fantastic show. I hope you enjoyed our very special guest. Just remember, as a shout out to our this week's sponsor, CityVest.com. CityVest gives you access to the best real estate private equity funds with enhanced investment terms, verified due diligence, and lower risk. You can check them out at CityVest.com or click on the link in the show notes below to hear about their upcoming investment offerings. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrisluemdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.